welcome our new sponsor to the Man at 50 podcast, Scars and Stripes Coffee Company. They empower veterans to build their own business using their e-commerce platform. When you purchase from Scars and Stripes Coffee, you are buying from a veteran, and your purchase directly impacts the men and women who have served our country. Do more than say, thank you for your service. Order today and empower a veteran. Use vet code Richard at scarsandstripescoffee.com. That's scarsandstripescoffee.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Man at 50 podcast. I'm your host, S. Richard, author of the book, Man at 50, A Journey of Crisis, Revelation, and Survival. So let's get started on the Man at 50 podcast, a podcast that is for you, your little person within you, your hopes, your dreams, and hopefully a new plan for the future. Welcome back, everybody, to the Man at 50 podcast. I'm your host, S. Richard, and we have a special guest with us on uh, this week's podcast, uh, this episode. Uh, we are joined today by Linda Breedlove, and she is the author of the new book, and, and you may have to help me with the title, okay? Embrace uh, the Change, Be a Rebel on Purpose. There you go. Embrace the Change, Be a Rebel on Purpose. And it's my understanding that this book, um, now you just, it was published uh, last month? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, tell, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about the book. Um, I mean, Embrace the Change. Uh, we're all going through some major changes in our life right now. And so, uh, you know, the, the title is real applicable. So tell the listeners a little bit about uh, your backstory, why you wrote the book, a little bit about it. Uh, not too much because we want them to buy the book and read it. <laughs> um, so uh, go ahead, just give us the backstory and tell us a little bit about it uh, and the, the publishing process and what, what that all involved uh, to get it published. Sure, you bet. I actually, this book was born out of a very deep desire within me to uh, make changes in myself, make changes in my body, my mind, everything. I had begun by posting positive uh, quotes and motivational um, sayings on uh, social media. And I had actually started that about two years ago. Now, I started getting a lot of response from people, not only support, but people that were saying that what I was posting and what I was talking about was helping them in their lives. And, and it made me want to do more. It made me realize that I had something to say. I really wanted to, I didn't, it's not that I wanted to, I didn't want to counsel these people, but I felt good that what I was going through, I wasn't the only one. There were many other people, both men and women that were going through basically the same things. And that was, like I say, I started it two years ago. And then I caught the attention of a publisher. And this lady, she's, she's a PhD. She's a professor at one of the universities. And she asked me if I'd ever written a book. And I said, no. And she's, and I said, I wouldn't know where to start. She <laughs> said, well, you've already got a book. 
-hmm. She said, all you have to do is compile it now and uh, add some to it and you have a book. So she counseled me along the way a little, not much, because she said, I, I really seem to have it all already. I seem to have the knowledge of how to do this. So I wrote the book and within six months, less than six months, it was published which is still a surprise to me. Um, The story chronicles, I know, the story chronicles my my journey. And it has been inspiring and motivating so many other people, not just in my life, but other people that that, uh, saw my posts and and, uh, started paying attention to them. And they felt, I guess, that I was um, motivating them to make changes within themselves as well. Now, um, I'm not an expert. I'm not a counselor. I don't have a degree. I'm just, it's just my journey. And it's how I approached my journey and how I, it was just that I had this deep desire to make a very positive change within myself, both, um, well, both my body, mind, and my soul. Mm -hmm. And so that's how the story started. It's true. It's true story. Well, yeah, that, that sounds, you know, terrific. Um, Something that I've said for years is um, the essence of understanding is experience. Yes. And to really understand anything, you've had to been there, done that. And so, you know, I think all of us have stories. All of us have that we have our own journey. And whether we have degrees, whether we are licensed, certified, uh, or, or what have you, Um, we can teach, we can help other people through our own experience. Um, and I, I think that is a, uh, that is a more robust way to learn from other people, you know? And, um, I, I think the reason that I wrote my book, uh, my book is an autobiography. It's my life story. Um, and the challenges and, the things that I went through um, and going from a codependent person, a young person and, and being in a place of a child for 50 years and not actually becoming a man until I was 50 years old. I was a dependent child all the way up. So it took me a long time to make that transition from childhood to adulthood. Um, and people said, wow, really? It took you that long <laughs> to actually uh, start living your life as an adult. And uh, yeah, it, it did for various reasons. But like you, I have now transitioned into helping other people, um, you know, going through bad experiences and challenges in our lives. And hopefully with your book, uh, and, and mine, I mean, I think we're both trying to do the same thing. If we can help other people move forward um, and embrace the change, it's a, it's a scary thing, but embrace the change and, and uh, let that change empower you, not hinder you. Right. And, um, you know, the, now your transformation and your change that led you up to the quotes and the messages and the things that you were posting. Uh, tell the listeners and, and, and me a little bit about your life and, and what, 
what precipitated the changes in your life? What brought you to that point? Okay. I, um, when I um, was growing up, it was a happy enough childhood. I had um, parents that loved me, but I had a father that um, was probably overly strict. He um, felt that the girls, the women, needed to be kept under the thumbs. So I really did not have a chance as a, as a youngster, as a young girl, as a teenage girl, to really grow and find myself. Never had a chance. Okay. I um, got married at an early age the first time. And uh, I had two children by the time I was 23. I, uh, I'm the type of person that when you have something in front of you, you jump in, jump into it completely. And so that was, that was my life. And everything I did, I did for other people. I didn't do anything for myself. Right. Nothing. And I finally learned after years and years that in order to be really happy, I had to take care of myself first, you know, and I, I thought I, I wasn't, I didn't know that I was really unhappy until many years later. Then I realized that I was unhappy and I really needed to find that happiness and contentment. And along the way, I realized that you don't really find happiness and contentment. It really comes from within. Mm-hmm. And I, um, and my journey is really about that. Okay. Now let me, um, going back, I, I read, you know, some of, I read your bio and I, 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 I haven't had a chance to read the book yet. Um, cause we just, uh, you know, connected and it was, it was kind yes. of sh- short notice, but, um, I have, you know, I've reviewed it and the synopsis of the book. Um, you, you grew up as a tomboy and you grew up doing, yeah, you had, did you have four brothers? I had two brothers. Oh, two brothers. Okay. One sister. Mm-hmm. And one sister. Okay. And were you and your sister similar or were you and your sister the exact no. opposite? <laughs> the exact opposite. Completely. Yeah. She was a little um, mommy's baby, mommy's girl. And, um, and I was really, I wanted to be completely independent and I worked hard at being independent and it was difficult because having a father that uh, wouldn't really let you become just independent was, uh, and that's why I, I said, be a rebel on purpose because Mm -hmm. I did rebel. I rebelled a lot uh, against that because I needed to be the person that I wanted to be, not what someone else thought I should be. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's where be a rebel on purpose comes in because I know I chose to be a rebel and that's what precipitated a lot of this book for me. And actually doing my, when I was doing my research for the book to find what was um, the uh, inspiring me for this. And I started going back on my childhood and my teenage years. And I realized that, um, you know, I really, um, I, I really didn't have, you know, a really good, it was, it was loving, but it wasn't super positive. Mm-hmm. And I, and I realized well into my later years that that's what I really needed to do for myself. I needed to become more positive and, and happy with myself and had to really, really learn to like myself. Love myself is actually what I had to do. I had Mm -hmm. to learn to love myself and I didn't. In, in the way that, in the way that you needed to be loved, not the way someone else thought they should, 
should exactly. love you. Don't care. Yeah. yeah. The, um, it, you know, it ties into um, something that, that I advocate and that I, that I promote um, is my catchphrase is go back to move forward. Um, yes. Because I think as adults, there's so many different aspects to it, but one of the elements I think it's important to go back to our childhood because as adults, we tend to lose our little, our little selves, our, our little people. And if they're not happy and if they're not fulfilled, it doesn't matter what we do as an adult. If we don't take care of that little person within us, going forward is is will always be it's always going to be a struggle a challenge and they will always be there to go wait a minute i'm still ignored you're not doing what i need you to do or what i want you to do and you know listening to you um i think it sounds like you kind of had to go back and say listen i i need to go back and i need to love linda the way that linda needs to be loved and the whole independence thing, you had to make that transition and to become more independent and more in tune with what you needed as, you know, as a, as a person, as a woman. And did you revisit your, your little, your little girl, your little Linda, did you revisit that and kind of let her know that you were going to take care of her and that you guys were moving forward? Did you let her know that? <laughs> You know what? I really did because uh, in the book, I actually refer back quite a bit to uh, things during my childhood, um, specifically um, things with my mother. And I was lucky enough to have my mother on my side all the time, or pretty much all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, there was little. There's actually little quotes and sayings that she used to always have that uh, that I remembered and. It's funny because I didn't remember them before, but as I was writing the book, I started remembering these things. <laughs> so I used them in the book quite a bit, and it brought back a lot of uh, other memories. Uh, and I've got some more coming in my second book, which is already halfway through. Oh, so, good. Yeah. We'll, so have to I, have you, we'll have to have you back on when your second one comes <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah. It's... um. It's probably going to be another year, but anyway, that's beside the point. It's taking a little bit longer to write it this time. I don't know if it's any, anything to do with the coronavirus or what, but, uh, um, but anyway, back to my first book, um, when I, um, when I was, when I started it, I really had to make myself accountable, I had to make myself accountable for the transformation I was looking for. And that's why I used social media so much was because uh, I knew that if I had it there and then if I had it in print, then I could go back and I could say, okay, look, you told yourself you were going to do this. Now you have to do this. So mm -hmm. it, that's, it's made a complete change around in my life. It's made me realize who the, the, the real person, the real Linda is. It's made me understand myself a lot more. And through that, um, I've had people read my book that have gotten extremely emotional because they identify with the book. Um, I have a young, a young woman. Uh, I think she's what, 23 years old. She read the book and she's, and I actually, I, I spoke to her afterwards because she was so emotional about it. She called me and, um, or she messaged me actually and told me that she was um, finding the book very emotional because she felt it was her in that book and that I was, 
what I was saying really helped her out. And I said, well, I, I hope that you at 23 um, understand that you have to love yourself first before you can actually go on because you, I'm a lot older than that. And it took me a long time <laughs> to find that out. And I, and I really me, hope. And, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really hope that, that someone can figure that out in their life a lot sooner than I did. Mm-hmm. It would make it, make for a much happier and uh, fulfilling life for sure. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that um, you don't have to disclose your age if you don't want to, but you know, it's amazing (laughs) that a younger person in their twenties can, can listen to your story and, or, you know, read it and resonate with it and go, wow, that's me. I know. And um, it just really goes to show that, we're very much connected more so than sometimes we, we care to, you know, admit, uh, whether we're, whether it's young people to older people, um, everybody's kind of at the same place, the same starting place. I believe we've all had different tools, different families. We've all had different crisis, um, different dramatic things, you know, uh, in our lives, but, Irregardless of age, I, I don't think there is, age has nothing to do with, with the date and time we start. And so that 23-year-old, she connected with you and she said, you know, amazing. And, it, and uh, that just goes to show you that we're, we're connected irregardless of how old we are and when we start that transformation you know, right. um, I tell you what, we're going to take, we're going to take just a short break and, mm-hmm. uh, we have a sponsor break anchor FM and we're going to do that and we will be back, uh, shortly and we'll continue on. Cause I have several other questions for you. So, um, okay. hang in there folks. And we'll be back uh, shortly after this break. We are uh, talking with author, new author, Linda Breedlove, and her book is Embrace the Change. Help me out with the subtitle. Be a Rebel on Purpose. Be a Rebel on Purpose. Okay, folks, we'll be right back. All right, folks, we are back after our short break, and we are talking with Linda Breedlove. She is the author of Embrace the Change, Be a Rebel on Purpose. Did I get that right? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> and we've, uh, we've been talking uh, about the book. She is our special guest for this episode, and uh, we're, we've been having a good time. If, you've, if you heard the first part, then welcome back to, this, to uh, part two. Um, I wanted to get into some other questions and delve, delve in a little deeper. Um, if some of the questions you don't feel comfortable answering, then you know, raise your hand, let me know, or, 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 or say pass. But uh, um, when you go back, can you share with the listeners and me as far as was there an age or a point in your life that was dramatic or that was something that kind of snapped you into a different perspective and said, whoa, time to stop, time to regroup, and time for change? Um, was there an event that maybe the listeners can relate to that kind of helped you make the turn, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, I married young the first time, as I told you, and was divorced after 18 years. Um, 
the divorce was was pretty bad, pretty upsetting. And I vowed then that I was going to change the person that I was because I never wanted to go through that again. I, um, I did make some changes, a lot of changes. And uh, I've, I've worked all my life. I've always um, had a career. And my career really helped me because it gave me something to do. So I um, continued with that career even after my divorce. I um, had several things that I, uh, it's, it's kind of tough sometimes to, to bring it back up again, but there, was, there were several things during that marriage that were very unhappy for me that uh, I needed to stop doing, and that's why the divorce. So I, um, and I vowed that I wasn't going to get married again, and then I did five years later. And there was, there's been a lot of really um, unhappy times during that marriage as well. There was a lot mm-hmm. because I allow myself to not put myself first. That's what I allowed. And I realized that the reason those marriages weren't happy is because I did that. I allowed someone else to take over my my psyche, mm-hmm. <laughs> take over my, uh, my soul instead of myself doing what I really wanted to do for myself and what I needed to do for myself. Mm-hmm. I stopped everything. I even stopped my career for the second marriage because I uh, adopted a, a little girl uh, when she was four years old. And I felt that I had to raise her again because I w- always felt that if you're going to have a child, then you should spend that time raising that child. So I did. I stopped my career then too, which was the biggest mistake ever. But I did it and um, it took me a while to get uh, back into working again. But I did. And I, um, some of that time is part of what I talk about in the, in the book too, about the real unhappy times. I put weight on. I um, didn't like myself. Um, and I knew that I had to change not only my body, my eating habits, I had to change my complete mindset. I had to change it all. I had to, and you know, it's not a a lot of people can understand that they have to look inward first. If they need changing, if they need to change, they need to really look inward to do the changes. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what I found out that I had to do. And I write about that. So you know, and if, if it can help somebody else, then I'm happy. If it can help someone else realize that they should put their needs ahead mm-hmm. sometimes, then um, that's what they should do because otherwise they get lost mm-hmm. completely. Now, in the in the second marriage, and like I said, you know, stop me if the questions get, get to a place where you're not comfortable with it. Um, but in the second marriage, it sounds like now – you didn't have anything in the second marriage that was yours. You weren't, you weren't pursuing anything that Linda wanted to pursue. You weren't enjoying anything that Linda wanted to enjoy. Um, is, is that kind of what, is that kind of correct? Are you were kind yes. of like, they were, they, they didn't exist. So you were existing for the other person and that yes. was it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, was there, did you, did you experience in the second marriage, 
Um, there must have been manipulation. There must have been guilt. There must have been um, a lot of I'm important and you're not type scenarios. Was there any abuse in the second marriage, either physical or, or emotional? Verbal? Mostly emotional. Mm-hmm. Mostly okay. emotional. And, um, and you just hit the nail on the head with what you said there about um, the first statement that you said before you asked about the abuse that um, there was, and it's my fault. There's only one person to blame and that's myself because I allowed it to happen. And I allowed this, the other person to kind of take over and um, took me a long time to realize that uh, I was doing it all wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you talked about codependency. I, um, I think that was a lot of my problem was uh, being codependent and mm-hmm. took me a while to, yeah, took me a while to figure that out. So I um, finally did. And I got the rebellion part of me back and decided that um, it was time for me. Mm-hmm. I, um, when, when I was younger, I used to do a lot of writing, poetry, short stories, things like that. And it got lost during my first marriage. I didn't do it anymore and, uh, and the second marriage. And it's funny because once I started writing this book, I realized that my real passion in life was writing. And I had skipped all those years when I could have been working on my passion. And I wasn't. Exactly. And, and now I have found my passion again. And all I want to do is write and write and write. Well, here's, here's, a, here's an easy question. Is little Linda happier today than she was in the past? Yes. So that's, that, that is when I work with my clients and when, you know, I'm talking with people, um, everything I do is geared towards other people and their, and their little me's, their, Mm -hmm. their little people. Um, And, and I, I actually came up with a whole system and I had to go through a whole series of steps with my little, with, with, you know, my little Brad. Um, and I, I had to go back and I had to really get a handle on who he was. And I had to take 100% responsibility for him, yes. his needs, um, his dreams, his aspirations, what made him happy, the things that he did. I had to do those things over again. Even as an adult, I had to do childhood childish type things to kind of connect with him and when it was all said and done it came to a point where where I had to send him a message that now he was protected he was safe and that the grown-up was in charge and he was okay and then I had I had to take him forward with me but you know, he's far more happier now than he ever was in the past. Um, because I, you know, a- after 50 years, he was kind of like, are you serious, dude? I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you, you know, are you ever going to get a handle on this? And so when I hear someone has connected with their little person, like you have and made her happy, um, I, I'm speechless. And that just touches my heart because that's what I advocate everyone doing. Yes. exactly what you've done. Um, 
and it's a pretty trans transforming thing. Um, oh, yeah. So yes. it's congratulations. I'm happy for both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I know I. I um, I'm a much happier person today, and I can I can handle everything. I I do things all by myself. I don't. I travel alone. I uh, I do. I'm not, I don't have a job anymore. I'm actually retired, but don't, you don't need to tell everybody that. But anyway, my job right now is writing. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I, I, I still have a full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <noticed. tough. laughs> well, I, I was uh, still working until COVID and uh, it kind of put a damper on uh, the, uh, I was working in the ladies fashion store and it was uh, so much fun. But uh, because of the coronavirus, of course, that kind of stopped. And I'm still not quite sure I even want to go back to it because it's, um, we, we deal with a lot of uh, tourists and that. And I don't know if, um, I mean, you never know. I mean, it's still, it's, the coronavirus is not gone. It's still here. So we still have to be careful. So, so I, I don't know if I'll go back to it or not. But um, so I call myself retired. I, um, Yeah. <laughs> But I, I'm pretty busy writing my book anyway. But I'm not, you know, I'm a very social person. So it's been very difficult the last three months here because I'm very social. So I'm finding it, uh, finding a struggle within myself to not go back to work because I love that part of me. Mm -hmm. And so we'll see what happens after the summer to see if the virus um, goes, if they've got a whatever vaccine. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it that much. but. Um, uh, because it has been kind of a, a down time for a lot of sure. people. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, I mean, from <clears throat> as far as I think there's been positive and negatives. Um, on the positive side, it has forced people to connect and form more positive relationships. And it, even it, it's forced people into spending time with people that they might not have really wanted to spend time with that that much mm -hmm. um but i think it's it's reconnecting humanity in a in in a positive way it, it's it's bringing us back even though we're still online and 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 we're still i think we were social distancing before um before covid i think we were social distancing in a negative way we were right. separating from each other and so mm -hmm. i see it that it's brought us back uh to to some degree um, and then the, the negative side of it is the, is to further that or, or for people to connect more in a social setting, you know, that that's kind of on hold right now. Um, yeah. for people that like myself and for you that does speaking and, uh, I'm very social, I, you know, I mean, I like a big group. Uh, group of people and um, that's going to have to wait, you know, and that, that's tough. That's tough because, uh, oh, yeah. but it's moving to the, it's moving online. There's more virtual, uh, virtual seminars, virtual classes, uh, virtual learning. Um, and there are tens of thousands of families that are coming together mm -hmm. uh, online, whether it be zoom or Skype or whatever. Um, and it's like, you know, we haven't done, why didn't we do this years ago? And, and I, I've heard that from people where they're getting together with their families. Um, and before this, they never even thought about having a Zoom call or a Skype call with their family members. Um, 
and they, you know, some of them hadn't seen each other for two, three years. And all of a sudden, Hey, we can all be in the same room and we yeah. can see each other. So yeah. that's a positive aspect of it. But it um, like in the beginning, we started off the interview by saying we're all under some serious changes uh, oh, yeah. in, in our lives. And I, I'd like to know from your perspective, um, you know, my book obviously is geared towards men. Um, yours is probably geared towards women, you know, mostly. Um, but I mean, I have people that have benefited, you know, from my book and on both sides, both men and women, and I'm sure you have as well. Um, but what would be your message for a future reader uh, or a listener to the show? what would you want people to encourage? What's their first step? What's, what's their first baby step um, that you would recommend or that you would encourage them to take? And it may be difficult, but what would you tell them? Okay. Actually, that's not difficult. It's actually quite easy for me because I, I have, because I've been told that uh, my book is motivating and inspirational. I actually, I believe everyone has the ability to affect change within themselves. I really believe they do. They just have to really desire it. I know I found with myself, some days I didn't feel like it, some days I did. But you have to learn discipline. You have to be disciplined and you have to have that desire. Then you must take that desire and ignite it with a spark and just light that fire and keep that fire going because if you don't then you'll just revert back and that's what I did the first time after my first marriage I was igniting the spark I was ready to make changes and then I just wasn't disciplined enough I didn't keep that fire burning and that's what I want to tell people now that if you want to make changes do so but always remember that you have to be disciplined enough to keep that fire burning it's just a very simple thing, actually. Um, one of my favorite quotes is by Max Dupree. It is, we cannot become what we want by remaining what we are. And wow. I know, and that, you know, that is a quote that I have embedded in my heart because I firmly believe that. So you, you do have to make these changes, but you have to be disciplined enough to keep those changes going. Otherwise, You'll just revert back. Mm -hmm. That's including, that includes the weight loss. It includes your mindset. It includes, it includes your heart, it includes your soul. It includes everything about you. You have to make the changes. You have to, you have to wake up happy every morning. You have to tell yourself in the morning that it's going to be a wonderful day and you have to believe it. And you know what? It does. It is a happy day, a wonderful day. If you tell yourself that and you believe it. If you wake up, that's a good start. Yes. Waking up is always a, yeah, it's always a yeah. good start. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, yeah. I made it. I made it tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. I woke up today. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but you were telling me about your book with men and women reading it. And I have found that with my book as well. I wrote it specifically, I think, for humans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Without thinking in the beginning that it was directed more to women or to men, but because of my personal um, history, 
it ended up being more directed to women. However, I've had men read it and uh, be quite impressed with it and uh, said that it's, very, it's really helped them a lot as well. I have mm-hmm. actually one uh, fellow that I have no idea who it was. Uh, he posted a review on Amazon after reading the book. And, oh, yes. Uh, I read those reviews. They were great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Surprising me. And you know what? I'm probably more surprised than anybody else how well that this book has been doing. I um I was hoping, but I didn't expect. But uh, it has been doing extremely well. It's um, it's something that I've wanted all my life, and I just found out a few years ago that this is what I really wanted. I completely so. completely understand. Um, <laughs> there is so when it comes to resources to help us change our lives and to be positive and to get what we want um, and to build our dreams and goals, there is, there is so much, there is just an absolute avalanche of information out there. And, you know, I, I won't speak for you. I'll speak only for myself. Um, My message that I put out there and that I, that I share with other people um, it's it's very similar to hundreds of other people. Matter of fact, some of the stuff is exactly the same as hundreds of other people have already said. But the key is not everybody is going to connect or relate to those hundred other people. And and it's a matter of finding someone that understands and implements change in their lives through my story and does that does that through your story someone that you know might relate to me may not read your story and go you know I'm not getting anything out of that and vice versa and so I think it's important that well I think everyone should tell their story irregardless if if they think you know it's going to help anybody or not I think everybody should share their story um, I don't think there should be any reason, you know, not to, um, because somebody somewhere it's going to, it's going to connect with them. Um, I've had people that have, you know, they've, they've talked to me, they've explained to me that, you know, um, they've been helped, they've been encouraged, they related to my story and my situation and, and they've read all the books They've been to seminars, they've paid for courses, they've paid for stuff online, they've ordered books and CDs and this, that, and the other thing, and they didn't quite get there. And just one word or one experience that I had got them to that place. And, and so you never know what is going to be said or shared with someone that's going to make the difference. You know? So you have to put it out to everybody and hope that it sticks and it, you know, it helps a few people. Um, and I think our goals are sim- similar that way. Yeah, you are so right with that because I even went through that myself. I read things like The Law of Attraction and uh, many other books that um, written by PhDs and counselors and things like that. Nothing stuck with me. Nothing. Exactly. And it, it was because I had to learn that it had to come from within. It had to come from inside me right here. Um, it wasn't a, going to come from a book. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to come from a course that I took. I had to believe it in order to achieve it. 
Mm -hmm. yeah. Ex ex yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's <laughs> another, another great quote. Um, yeah. Linda, I, I, I mean, we could talk for a long time. Um, yeah. I don't want to keep you too long. Um, go ahead and tell the listeners where they can connect with you online. Um, the best way to get your book and, and you know, connect with you. Uh, all that information, the links and stuff will be in the show notes. But let them know what's the best way to get a hold of you. Sure. Uh, actually, I do have an email. It can be, uh, you can reach me, lindabreedlove50 at gmail.com. You can also, uh, the book, of course, is available at amazon.com, amazon.ca. Barnes and Noble. It's both. It's available both Kindle, paperback, both of those places. There's several others too right now that have kind of escaped me, um, but I will try to figure them out and I'll send them to you so you can actually put a link there to some of them. Um, what else? And my Facebook page is um, facebook.com, Linda dot Breedlove two. Okay. Two, and that's my Facebook page, but. Um, I'll send you the link again too. Um, sure, and we'll we'll put the yeah. we'll put your social media links um, and your Facebook yeah. uh, author page. It's it's not just a Facebook page; it's a Facebook author page. Author so page. We'll do that, and your social media links. We'll put those in the show notes, um, and we'll be uploading <clears throat> the audio portion of the interview to YouTube, so mm -hmm. people can subscribe um, to my channel if they haven't already, or you can subscribe to my channel and it'll be on, on YouTube and you can share it from that platform as well. I have I did. several I did. Uh, platforms mm -hmm. and I'll put it on as many as I can. Um, I think, you know, the book sounds fantastic. My reading list is pretty long. Um, I am, <laughs> I am juggling three different books right now reading. I work full time and then the other full time job is this, but this is what I love to do. My job is, you know, something I need to do, but, um, you know, so it's, as far as reading, I don't know if, if you have, you might have more time to read, uh, than I do. Um, I, I, I've set a goal to finish the three that I've started and I'm like in different places, you know, different page numbers of each of the three. And I'm trying to get through all of them and absorb, absorb it all. But I would like to, I do want to get your book and I want to read it. Um, I've marked it and, uh, it, but the book sounds, you know, fantastic. Um, it's definitely in line with my listeners, what I advocate. And, uh, you know, that's why I wanted to have you on the show. Cause I think it's just another voice, uh, out there in, in the, in the woods crying out saying, you can do this, you can be happy. Mm -hmm. And, um, if I can do it, you can do it. And I think that's, that's really, uh, that's really important. Um, everybody has a story and I'm really glad that you shared yours with the world. I think that's, that's fantastic. Do you have any uh, parting words for us before, before I let you go? Yes, actually I do. Um, always, always have a passion because without passion, you really aren't living. So you really, really need to find a passion right now. I have a lady friend who uh, is going through some problems and she says, how do you find your passion? So I said, take everything that you enjoy doing no matter what it is, write it all down on a piece of paper and choose the ones that you want to do first and then ignite your soul and do them. I went skydiving because I had it on my list and I loved it and I am ready to go again. 
just things like that, you know. It's just you need to have a passion about something. It can be anything, but just find your passion. And, and I would add to that, for me and others that I've spoken with, people say, well, you know, well, I don't know what my passion is. I don't know where to find it. I don't know how to find it. And my advice to people, and I don't, you know, you may or may not agree with this, but my advice to people is go back to your little person because your passion lies with them because there's so much loss be between childhood and adulthood mm -hmm. and the way we were as children and the way we show, show the, you know, show us ourselves to the world are more often than not very different. And it's like, what happened to you? Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's, you know, it's a good, now some people, they know what their passion is. They, they just haven't done it. If you know what it is, that's, you know, that's, that makes it easier. But if, if people struggle with what is it, and I'm not quite sure what it is, I advocate that they go back, relive that childhood and what makes them, you know, just explode inside. What, what is the most powerful feelings they have from their childhood, from a positive aspect, and then bring that forward and turn it into a reality. Because now you can, you're an adult. You, you have to be disciplined as an adult. It's harder as a child, but now as an adult, be disciplined, be responsible, and make the choices to move forward. And it's a lot and easier you, to do that as an adult, you know? Yes, you can do whatever the damn well you please now. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And you don't have anybody, you shouldn't allow anybody to, right. to put you in that place of, don't, don't let anybody but yourself take you back to your childhood. Right. That's another thing. Don't let anybody take you back or treat you like a child. That is only your right to do. Right. So, wow. all right. Well, folks, we have been talking with author uh, Linda Breedlove. She is the author of Embrace the Change, Be a Rebel on purpose and that book is available at amazon.com the uh, links will be in the show notes so you can reach out to linda and uh, talk with her connect with her um, on social media and pick up a copy of her book so we want to thank everyone for joining us uh this week on on the episode of the man at 50 podcast thanks so much folks i appreciate you tuning in uh, we have some other guests coming up uh scheduling has been kind of a challenge with the covid thing but we do have other guests coming up in the future and we will have more episodes uh, coming out. So once again, I'm your host, S. Richard, i.e. Brad Richard, uh, the host of the Man of 50 podcast. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, take care of your little me. Bye for now. This has been the Man of 50 podcast. Please join us next week for another episode. And you can visit our website at outskirtspress.com dot com forward slash man at 50 the book.